0: Welcome back Dodgers believers is Jake here with another episode of Dodgers. We believe on a day when the Dodgers lost a game to the division leading Rockies, uh, two runs to four with 20 games left in the season, there's no time for this. There's no time uh, for losing against the division leaders. We just won uh, two out of, uh, or maybe it was three out of four games to the Arizona Diamondbacks who were leading the division at the time, and we overtook first place before falling right back down to second uh, with the uh, with the Rockies taking over that, that mantle for now. Uh, but now we're in a, a a series against them. We won game one to pull within half game of them but we lost today in a heartbreaker. It looked like we might be mounting a division in the ninth inning, and it just didn't happen, losing 2-4. to It's got myself and a lot of Dodgers fans stressing out. There's way less than a month to play in the regular season, and we don't have much time to close in and win that division. Uh, And it hits home. It hits really hard this season, I think, right now, especially because... uh, Last year, I mean, we came out of a 2017 uh, season that was just so glorious. Uh, I would say it was blissful for me. I was in such peace. The last few years of winning the division, it would usually come down to the last couple of weeks. We had the Giants chasing us. We had the Gi- Diamondbacks chasing us. And uh, at least for a good part of last season, we had the Rockies uh, uh, chasing us, but not that long. It seemed like by uh, right after the All-Star break, the Dodgers had it in hand in 2017. Uh, we were just so spoiled. We were so spoiled. This was... A division that was the, the Dodgers, and we knew it. They This time last year, I think they had a losing streak of over 10 games, and we had lost something something ridiculous. I don't have the stat in front of me, but off the top of my head, I think it was like 14 of 16 or around there. It could have been worse. It could have been more, but we weren't that worried. We were a little bit worried. There was some chatter for maybe two or three days towards the end of that losing streak, but the Dodgers picked it up again. We were still... Winning by with over a hundred wins by the end of the regular season, so it was really nice. It was really nice to have that and to be that and to do that uh but that's not this season, and so it's really stressing us out, I think a little bit more than it did in the previous seasons when we were in the hunt. this season it's a little bit different even though we're still doing the same things we have done in previous seasons with Roberts as our manager. Uh, so with less than a month to go, I think there's a few things to think about. There's a few things to talk about. Um, and there's just a few things to go over, starting with Dave Roberts. So Dave Roberts, he has had quite a bit of a, a support uh in his first few years as a Dodgers manager, as a new manager, that's just hard to gain this fan base of something. so uh, A fan base that expects results, that expects to win, uh, and expects to at least win the division, you know, most years. Uh, so for Dave Roberts to come in, immediately win the division, immediately get to the National League Championship, and then go to the World Series lost to both of those but got to both of those and the World Series is one that Don Mattingly had never got to as the Dodgers manager. So I mean he's had success and he's had a lot of support but he's had some adversity and this season in particular. So I've been hearing around from some articles and especially on Twitter uh, some criticism of Roberts and something I, I, I might kind of agree with. For the most part I am really focused on our defense and really focused on pitching as a Dodgers fan. I really appreciate the art of pitching. I really appreciate not making errors and the beauty and the art of just dominating, dominating a game on the opposite side of the offense. But that's not where the Dodgers are struggling, struggling that much right now. That's not really what's amplified right now. I think the offense is what we need to focus on. And on the offense Dave Roberts has gotten a lot of flack for changing up the lineups. And I might have to agree with a little bit of that. You look at his season, you look at the Dodger seasons this season, and you find that the Dodgers have only put out the same lineup one through eight, six times, six times total. That's not six games in a row where he put out the same lineup. That is one, two, three, four, five, six Games total throughout the season where he put in the same lineup. So baseball purists, old school baseball uh, minds, are coming with criticism, saying, "Hey, these are professional ball players. They're getting paid millions of dollars, but they're still human. They're still human. They still need to find consistency in their in, while they're comfortable." They still need to find offensive production when they feel comfortable and where they're at. And now, the Dodgers, they're an analytically-minded team, a statistically-minded team. And so, Roberts, you see it in his bullpen. He is switching out guys from the bullpen all day long. And as soon as that starting pitcher goes out, if the starting pitcher goes out in the sixth inning, you might expect to see 10 or 12 guys come out from the bullpen. That could be wrong, but... That's at least what it feels like. He's going out there all the time. Now, I don't necessarily disagree with the matchups from the bullpen. I think that's probably a good thing. If it doesn't make the game slower, I don't care. If I'm watching the Dodgers for four hours in a day, that's great to me. I can multitask, do other things, but I love watching the Dodgers. But offensively... They've been doing the same thing. They've been strategizing. Now, since Dave Roberts has become the manager, since the beginning, he's been all on board with the Dodgers organization belief in Moneyball in looking at analytics and looking at matchups. So you see guys who are hitting better against opposite-handed pitchers, and they might only go out for those opposite-handed pitchers, right? So a right-handed batter might be really good against left-handed pitchers, but not so good against right-handed pitchers and so they'll keep him on the bench when he's when there's a right-handed pitcher starting that game and then he'll come right back out the next day when there's a left-handed starter so I I think those matchups make sense. They'll they'll do better against those guys when you're looking at it from a man to man and game to game basis. But when you're looking at the big picture and looking at how the players are doing over the season, nobody is finding their stride. It's really tough to get into a groove when you're in the third spot one day, you're out the next, and then you're in the second spot for three days straight or something like that. It's just I, I think it's really difficult, uh and and that's we can see that historically with with old school baseball, right? I mean, you go back to the Yankees, why did they have their numbers? Why why did uh Babe Ruth have number 3? He had number 3 because he had the third spot in the lineup and that was his spot. That was that was his spot. He was number 3, that's why the Yankees cleared number 3. He was one of the best hitters in baseball. You look at another great hitter. You look at Tony Gwynn. He was hitting in the second spot for a lot of his early years. With the, with the Padres, and that's that's what he had for his batting championship in 84 at least, but then they moved him to number three. But what did they do when they moved him to number three? They didn't move him to the first spot one day and then stick him back at number three, and the second spot another day and put him back at number three, and maybe they moved him down to the eighth after he was having a bad couple of days. No, because they understood the value in having consistency for a player. He says, this is my spot. I'm going to guard it. I'm going to keep it. As long as I keep up my production, I can keep this spot. And that's exactly what Tony Gwynn did. So after they put him at the number three spot, that's pretty much where he stayed for the rest of his career. And they didn't really move him around. Now, I know you might be saying, Hey, Jake, these are some really old examples you're bringing up. I could bring up more. They would mostly be older examples. But I mean, you even look at the 2018 season... You can look at the team that really started this Moneyball revolution in a big way, the Boston Red Sox in the early 2000s, adopting it from the Oakland Athletics. You know, anybody watch Moneyball? Brad Pitt, great movie, fantastic premise. I love the whole thing. Never read the book. The point is, the Red Sox are a a believing organization in the same way that the Dodgers are in analytics and matchups and putting guys out there um when the numbers make sense not necessarily because it feels right or because the guy looks like he has the best you know he's a five tool player and he's got those uh freaking biceps that can hit a home run 500 feet or something they look at the numbers the on base percentage the batting average they look at the numbers and that's how they draft that's how they trade that's how they pick their 40-man roster and that's how they put up their lineup But when they're putting up their lineup, they've got consistent hitters. They've got Mookie Betts. He's been one of their most consistent hitters the last few years. And this season, the Boston Red Sox have the best record in baseball. They are totally dominant, dominant, totally dominant in their division, who, by the way, they are they have the division, it seems, in hand with 20 something games left in the season for them. And the next team in their division with the next best record is the Yankees, who happen to have the second best record. So they are really a dominant team. The Red Sox, Red Sox are, and with Mookie Betts, they have him in the leadoff spot. They have him in number one almost every single night. They have him in number one, the number one spot. They don't switch him around. They don't move him around based on what the numbers say, based on the the matchups of the starting pitching. They say, Mookie Betts, you are our leadoff hitter, and that's where you'll stay. And he has found production hitting over 300 this season. The Dodgers haven't done that. Roberts hasn't done that. Maybe it's him exerting control. Maybe it's him not, not taking control. I don't know what it is exactly. Actually, I think I I have a good idea. I think it's all about matchups and statistics and the analysis of of what they're doing. Now, do I think the Red Sox are a perfect organization? I think they're pretty good. I mean, they've lost out of 16 games with the Blue Jays. They've lost four. So technically, no, they're not perfect. (laughs) But they're a great organization, and I think we can learn a lot from them, especially since the Dodgers have some of the best talent, some of the best players that money can buy. Thank you Magic Johnson, right? So I think that the Dodgers could value from some consistency. I don't think Roberts disagrees with this. In fact, just today he was asked by a reporter if he was if he thought that the Dodgers could win the division uh, with the lack of run production that we've had in the last 10-15 games and he said, "No, we can't win the division." Uh So, I think Roberts agrees with the solution we 're not dominant i mean we 're a good team, right The Dodgers are a good, solid team we're We're putting out a good product uh every single every single game we have a chance to win every single game, but we have this run differential that is off the charts it's over a hundred runs that we've scored above what our opponents have scored right so most teams are just a little bit below zero or a little bit above zero. The Dodgers are over a hundred for the season, but when you actually look at it, our record isn't amazing. We're probably not going to be a hundred-win team this season. In fact, I think it's at least almost impossible, if not impossible, right now, uh, with 140 games, um, and you know we've only got 20 games left. It would be really difficult. The Dodgers are great at winning games. Handedly. Right? We're great at winning 9 to 2. We're great at winning 11 to 4. We, you know, there was that game where we won with over 20 runs in a single game. But then you come back. You look at today. We lost to the Rockies 2 to 4. That's a close game. You got to win the close games. We won the close games last season. We won the division last season. This season, we're struggling. It's a three-horse race. We've got the Rockies in the, in leading the division. We've got the Diamondbacks right behind us. It's anybody's division. I really hope the Dodgers can pull through, but we don't have a lot of uh, offensive consistency. We don't have a lot of offensive production in fact, we've only got one player who's hitting above 300 right now, and that's Justin Turner, and he's had injuries where he's, uh, he didn't come in until six or seven weeks into the season with a wrist injury from from the preseason. And that wrist has at least bothered him a little bit since then, and he's had other issues that's caused him to be out of the, out of, uh, the lineup for a few games this season. So he's not a guarantee to be perfect in the postseason if we get there. He's not a guarantee. He's only one hitting above 300. And at least since the 90s, I haven't looked since before then, but at least since the 90s, there have been more teams with multiple 300-plus batting average players than teams that don't have multiple 300-plus batting average players. You go back to the dynasty of the Yankees, 98-99-2000 World Series winners. They had two guys. They had Derek Jeter. They had Bernie Williams. You say that's the 90s, it was a different time, whatever. You go back to last season. Dodgers versus Astros. Guess who won? The team with Altuve, Correa, and Redick. All three players hit above 300 for the season. All three players. That's remarkable. The Dodgers have won right now. The Dodgers have won. I'm a fan of Turner Ward I'm a believer in what he's done to a lot of our players and what he can do with a lot of our players, but something is missing. To me, I think we need to give some guys some spots in the lineup and let them keep them. Let them keep those spots. So, um, if you have other thoughts on what the Dodgers can do to boost their offensive performance and win those close games, win those clutch performances, let us know on Twitter. Our handle is at... We believe in LA. It's one word. We believe in LA. Uh, Give us a mention. Tell us your thoughts. Send us a message. We would love it. Give us a follow. Anyways, Joe, Josie will be back with me for our next episode. Thanks so much for joining in and listening to my little rant. Dodgers, we believe. Viva Los Dodgers.